Deleting Facebook, my old dog, and my prom. Basically, I deleted my Facebook account yesterday, and I downloaded all my videos and stuff, and images. So that's my dog. Uh, this is from 2009. I can't remember when he died, but um, it's over 10 years ago now. I remember it as being like a silky cross terrier or something. I remember my parents, I think they woke us up or something, and they brought us out, and I was like super confused, and they had like a literal basket that was wrapped with wrapping paper, and, and, and so I was like, oh my god, a dog, you know. Saddest thing though, maybe I shouldn't say that, saddest thing, towards the end, he was blind and deaf, and I don't even think he recognized me anymore, it's uh, that stuff's hard in people, it's also hard in pets, trust. And this is me, at my prom. It's what I mean by when I say I put my hair spiked up and uh, with blonde in it. Don't I look fucking stupid? Ah, it's awful. It's just terrible. But yeah, those are the main pictures that I took. Um, and this is another image from Danica. It's very cool, it's cool too. And this was sent to me as well. Forget who by maybe, is that his name? I'm, I'm not sure. Davey, and it's the doggo jumping, Sheba, it's cool. The hashtag Save Red Dead Online Twitter campaign. Have we talked about the Save Red Dead Online movement? It's hard to imagine that, because it's not a simple thing as just turning around and just releasing new content, right? It takes months to develop something that is at least, you know, decent for people to play. So even if Rockstar looked at those tweets and was like, we're gonna put some uh, stuff into releasing content for Red Dead Online, it's gonna be months until that happens. What speaks more to people's desires? Tweets with hashtags or analytics about playtime? It's analytics about playtime, right? What people say is not necessarily what they do. Rockstar is gonna look at these tweets and go, oh, interesting. So anyway, so what, what is all the numbers about what people are actually playing, what they actually want, what, to, what they're actually doing? What is gonna be our best return on investment? We've only got a certain amount of people working here. They can only work on a certain amount of things at a time. Is Red Dead Online content worth it. And on that assessment, they're going to release content or not. It is possible for Twitter backlash to have some effect on companies when it's like the changing of a decision in the initial stages, where they're likely not going to have a lot of information about what people want or what they're doing or whatever. Um, that feedback can be important. So a company can go, oh, we were about to walk down this path, but now that we've seen people don't want us to, we'll go down this different path. Rockstar is already on that path. They already have endless analytics, endless information about what people are doing. Uh, this small amount more from Twitter is not going to be particularly meaningful. Just because you tweet about something, it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to play content or, you know, spend money on a game. But I mean, for people who like Red Dead Online, what else can they do? They can only hope that I'm wrong and that doing what they're doing will actually have some positive effect. I've always said I considered Red Dead Online to be kind of silly as a concept. Like you built this rich world with characters with vibrant personalities and a very linear story. You put made this world specifically to tell that story and then you went to Red Dead Online and it tried to sort of mimic the GT Online form formula, which, you know, the story element is the, the lesser part of that, right? Like your character in Red Dead Online is a silent protagonist. And there's none of that witty interplay between the characters or whatever. You're just sitting there going, Like, imagine Red Dead 2 with a silent protagonist. How shit would that story have been? And that's Red Dead Online. Like, the gameplay 
of Red Dead 2 is the main pass that even people who like the game are willing to say is not as fleshed out as it could have been. It is the element that is put like on the bottom of the list of things that people like about Red Dead 2 if they put it there at all. And making an online world that is mainly focused on that gameplay, I didn't, I didn't think it was a good move. I suppose making something was probably a good business decision. Even GT Online having a silent protagonist is pretty dumb. Yeah, I agree. But I am not a person who likes silent protagonists. There are people who love silent protagonists. And they're like, but how will I be able to mesh myself into that character if they speak and they don't have my voice? I don't understand that because if you were there, you wouldn't be silent. You know, you would be saying words. How can you envision yourself in that situation when there's no words coming out of the character's mouth? Silent characters are cheap. Yes, they are certainly, they certainly can be a cost saving measure. But uh, some people do prefer that kind of protagonist. I just do not, I don't understand it all. Like certainly hiring a dozen voice actors to go over the same lines to give people a choice as to whose voice they want, that costs money, but Rockstar can clearly afford it. I fucked a duck. The I fucked the duck thing, I think that's in reference to me when I played golf once. And uh, I hit the ball on the, on, on the starting green or whatever, the, the, the driving range thing. And I hit it. And it just slammed off to the side a thousand miles an hour and, and like smashed a, a duck in the head. Maybe its neck, like the upper region of its body. Fucking owned it. It was like destroyed. One day I will be attacked by ducks seeking vengeance for their fallen comrade. Viewer advocates for suffering. I once had a, I wish I talked about it here. I once had a person who came in and tried to argue that suffering is good ultimately because it leads to um it can lead to people creating amazing things or it can inspire them to succeed and stuff people are fucking crazy it's like arguing that if uh cancer causes someone to find the love of their life cancer's good <laughs> or um if this guy didn't have cancer this nurse and this doctor wouldn't have been in the same room at the same time and they wouldn't have found each other and fallen in love therefore cancer's good given effectively an infinite amount of time, any negative variable will be in, involved in a chain of events that leads to something good, right? Everything. If simply being an element in a chain of events that leads to something good is sufficient reason to consider something good, then everything is good on that definition. Get your abbreviations out of here. The WCC is playing the next at what? What is WCC? West Coast Classic. How was I going to know that? What? Hey man, I said three random letters with, with no context. How, how would you not immediately know the, the thing that I was abbreviating? Come on, Matt. Get, get your head in the game. Bloody hate abbreviations. Man, I was down at the DCB last weekend. Where, where were you? Oh, come on, man. You should know this. I'm not East Coast. I'm not West Coast. There's no coast that is powerful enough to hold me, man. I'm universal. Would you kill a random person for a million dollars? A person comes to you and says, if you press this button, you will kill one random person on the planet, but you will receive one million dollars. Would you press the button? I think everyone has their price to do effectively anything, right? People are good at rationalizing things for themselves and they'd be able to, a person would be able to convince themselves of almost anything, right? But it needs to be enough, right? So how much money would I need to kill someone? It, it depends on the person, the consequences of me killing them, and, and, oh yeah, so the person and the consequences, right? 
if it's a, a sickly dying person who's going to die the next day anyway, I'd kill them for far less than I would, say, a child. If, if you wanted me to kill a child, it doesn't matter who they are. As long as they're healthy and they're not, they're not in danger of dying like two days from now, uh, it, it would be billions. I, I, could, I couldn't do that shit. It, it would need to be enough money that I would feel like I could use the money to achieve far more good in the world than, than the, the wrong that I've done, right? And even then I would be very hesitant and I'd feel like a dipshit for the rest of my life, I think. Like, it needs to be a lot of money. Like, I'm talking, I can take like a thousand starving orphans and, and put them up for life or something, you know? Best I can do is ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, ten billion. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but all I've got is on me like two fivers right now. Would you mind killing this kid for, for the two fivers? Maybe I can write you an IOU for ten grand or ten billion or whatever you think you need. What is the least amount you'd kill a stranger for? It depends on the stranger. The amount that I need to kill Hitler would be significantly less than what I'd need to, uh, than a person who's very good, you know. It all, all depends on the context. The same idea of what you said with killing the kid, but if you didn't do it, the person asking would kill you. In theory, it should lower the number. Oh, I see. In, in, in a weird way, I think that would make it worse. I don't, I would, I, on some level, I'd be thinking that I'd be killing the kid to save my own life. And it, it'd be very different as well if it was, uh, consensual. Like, if, if, you, if you found me a person who uh, was what I considered to be of sound mind, who legitimately wanted to die and wanted me to kill them, I'd have many reservations, but I could certainly think of contexts where I wouldn't need to be compensated for it. Like, I, I especially depending upon the means of death, right? It's funny how the means of death actually matters, right? So, like, pe people are more okay with, say, euthanasia with, like, a... S something in like a, dr a dropper or whatever, right? They're more okay with that than like a doctor shooting a guy in the face to kill him, right? Even though it achieves effectively the same thing, right? One seems humane and the other one does not. These are dark things to think about, eh? I I've, I've said it before, man. No one truly knows themselves. No one truly knows what they're capable of until they get put into a particular situation, you know? Like, I, I don't think, I don't think I could kill another person to save my own life, or I don't, I don't think I could kill an animal in the wild for food. And then you get there and it's... Are people innately good or bad? I never want to be put in the situations where doing something wrong is really, really beneficial. I, I worry in the future that I'll rationalize doing something bad, you know? I think, I think everyone's done that at some point, where they've been faced with something that they know they shouldn't do, but it's really beneficial, and so they rationalize it to themselves. Like, ah, oh, you know, it's not really that bad. I mean, everyone does it, I mean, da-da-da-da, and, and, and it's, it's a slippery slope from there, right? I fundamentally believe there are no evil or good people. There is a hypothetical chain of events that can happen to anyone, specific to who they are as a person, that will have them doing bad things. There, there is a hypothetical chain of circumstances that could happen to any person doing bad things right now that would have them doing nothing but good and feel really bad about what they did in the past and da-da-da. I don't believe in this, like, a concept of innate goodness or innate badness or something. All you do is play video games all day. Does this not feel like a desk job to you sometimes? It's, it's work, yeah. And I am at a desk. Occasionally you get these comments where people will say, Oh man, all you fucking do is play video games all day. Yeah. Such ignorance crushed into one fucking comment. The kind of drivers I hate to see on the road. I'm actually closer to this than I thought I was going to be. Why is a person in front of me going 60 fucking kilometers an hour in a 70? Like, I'm not a person who normally flies around people, but I like to go the speed limit. Like, why waste the time? 
you'd think as a speedrunner, I'd be speeding everywhere, but I fucking hate speeding. Speeding and people who sit up each other's asses or whatever it, you know, um, but it's tailgaters. Fucking hate tailgaters. The consequences of lowering skill ceiling in games. Uh, there was a good video I tweeted out a little while ago where they talked about, uh, well, this, this YouTuber talked about the consequences of lowering the skill ceiling in different games, mainly focusing on uh, Street Fighter, like the, the, the fighting genres. He showed, he showed this clip where this guy had like one HP, fight 45 or something, or frame 45. It has a particular name in, in those circles. And a guy managed to block like 20 frame perfect hits or something in order to win the game or something. You, you may have heard of it. The newer Street Fighters, the competitive people don't like them because it's made things so much easier to do. Where once upon a time doing uh, doing all those blocks would be like frame perfect. And it's why like everyone was like, oh my god he fucking did it, it's crazy. But these days doing like a super hard combo is just like tapping buttons. It's so easy that it's not interesting to watch. When you make everything so accessible, nothing becomes remarkable. Thanking followers on live streams. Oh shit, new favorite streamer now. Nobody thanks for following these days. People are kind of split as to whether or not they like thanking people for following. I mean, it eventually reaches the, point, reaches the point where you're so big as a streamer that you can't possibly thank everyone for following. Like, if you had a notification for following, it'd just be going off the entire stream. Can you imagine Summit1G's stream if, like, a follower notification went off a thousand times? That would suck. If, if you go to really small streams, you can sometimes find people thanking for following. But I appreciate people following, and I like my my follower notification, so I keep doing it. But uh, one day I might turn it off. Not not because I uh, I wouldn't want to thank every follower. It's just that it, it'd be impractical to do it. It it it'd derail the stream. Would I want to be a beta tester for GTA 6? Have you ever tried to apply as a beta tester at Rockstar? No, I wouldn't want to work for Rockstar. I've said too many bad things about them. Hey, look, if 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 Rockstar offered me a job, I'd be thinking like. This is some elaborate hit, right? They're, they're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna do your interview in in this dark alley at at 3 a.m. You may you may see a lot of black unmarked vans around the alley. Just just ignore that. It's it's this is this is the usual procedures for interviewing someone for a job at at Rockstar. Dark Viper AU stole my candy. What's more viable, Matt? Subbing to you or getting a shit ton of candy? Look, yeah, you should get a shit ton of candy, to be honest. I mean, if, if you really want a shit ton of candy and, and you're not, like, not worried about your weight or something, get the shit ton of candy. I, I, don't, I don't want you to be like, sub to me and then like a week from now go, man, I could have got that candy. This motherfucker, Dark Viper, took my candy from me. What an asshole. And then like a year down the line, you know, I'll be at some convention somewhere, and you'll come out of nowhere with a knife and be like, You stole my candy from me! And you'll stab me. And I might die. We should just stop all that immediately and you should just buy the candy. The value of your first viewers as a live streamer. Someone said they watched my first- they, they watched my first speedrun that I, um, that I put on, um, speedrun.com. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel now. But, but they told me there was only, like, maybe one person who really spoke to me that much. Which, which makes sense. The few viewers I had at the beginning who, you know, talked to me and were there every once in a while, you know, they get they supported me enough that I could continue, you know. I mean, the, the, the people who really like small streams, you know, they make or break 
a lot of channels. It, it, it fills me with dread sometimes knowing that there's like very talented, interesting people who streaming streams like no viewers and give up after months of you know neglect. LAN parties in Halo when I was a kid. I can't remember what my first LAN party was. The most memorable LAN party that I think I ever had was when Nathan did like a 16 player Halo 2 at his house. He had LAN cables connecting like four different rooms with uh, TVs and Xboxes. It was, uh, it was pretty sweet. Halo 2 was such a good game. Halo 2 was the shit. It was, a, it was a shooting game, I was like an FPS kind of thing, I was actually pretty decent at. I mean, Halo 1 was good, but the, the pistol was overpowered. Halo 2 was just, I think, like in a good sweet spot with the, with the game. The two times I broke down at university. And I'll have you know, I got through all of my university work with only breaking down twice. I felt like such a dick after one of them. No, I felt like a dick after both of them. There were two, po two times in my university work degree that I, uh, I was, I sincerely thought I had failed. As in, like, uh, I, one was a group present, a group activity thing. I thought it was absolute trash. And I ended up more or less saying that to the rest of the group. I was like, what even is this? I think we ended up getting, like, a 68 or something, and I'm like, well, that's, that's, or like a 70 or something. Like, it was, it was a, not a terrible mark, but not a good mark. I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't as trash as I thought. And the reasons why I thought it was trash were not commented on, but it was, it was meant to be kind of like a, I think it was more about the teamwork than the actual work because it was kind of like a prep thing for the actual essay we needed to write. And I thought it was garbage. And I felt like such a dick because I was mean to, to three other people. And then there's a, another time where when, when I was doing all of my university things, I sent tons of emails to people to get uh, any, any small thing or bit more information that I thought I could get. I made sure to try and get it. Any problem that I thought could be resolved through an email, I made sure to send it because, you know, I, I don't want to overwork myself or, or give myself unnecessary work or work with a particular idea of what the assessment means and, and for it to turn out to be wrong and I've just wasted my time. Um, for one of my assessments, one of my teachers kind of went AWOL for like two weeks and it was a major assessment. I'm like, why is this woman not answering my fucking emails? I was just confused. Like... In, in the entirety of my university course, never had I had a person not answer my emails within, like, two days. And uh, it happened. I, I worked with a particular idea of what the assessment meant for, like, a week, and then I found out I was wrong. And I was like, why? It's infuriating. And both times, I'm like, I'm going to fail. I think I got, like, an 80 or something, like, an 82 or something. I was like, wow, that's a lot better than I thought I was going to get. Fuck, the, the, I, I remember both those times, even now, as, like, just the terrible feeling. That, that's what that's what you want to avoid all throughout your university life. Just avoiding that fear of like trepidation and, and sweating. Like I'm not going to get this done. I'm not going to get this done. Th th those were to me the only two times that I had to deal with that shit. And uh, I'm happy that I only had to deal with it twice. Because some people, you know, they leave everything to the last fucking minute. I can't I can't stand that feeling. How early did I submit to become a Twitch partner? Remember, this was back in 2016. So things have changed since then. I, I didn't know the standards for partnership, right? So what I did is I submitted for partnership entirely because I wanted more to put more dragons on my screen and I wanted permanent quality options because my bitrate was so terrible that I thought, look, if, if, if I at least had quality options, it might make my stream look a bit better. It's like, hey, can I be partner so I can have a slightly higher quality stream? Because my stream looks terrible right now. I, I think I, I submitted like a 1200 followers or something.
Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is.